Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I am professional wrestler Chris Rex. And if you're hearing my voice, that means you're listening to the Bear of Texas podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to another edition of Rage Quit. The video game discussion segment of the Bear of Texas podcast. This is the Bear of Texas reporting live from an undisclosed location deep in the heart of Texas. Now today, I'm really going. I'm going once again back to my childhood. You know what? I'm, you might as well get used to that. I might as well get used to it during this series, this show. But you know what? Th- that's what's so fun. Talk about great memories, reliving moments. Much like, you know, pretty much, you know, it's all about getting nostalgic. Because today, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to talk about Battle Tanks. <laughs> Battle Tanks number one. And don't worry, I do have to talk about Battle Tanks Global Assault. Because, ladies and gentlemen, both games are truly amazing. It's a shame that a third sequel never came to be. Because unfortunately, 3DO, the company that developed and published Battle Tanks, went out of business in 2003. It really is quite a shame. Because I played several games as far as 3DO goes, aside from Battle Tanks 1 and Global Assault. Army Men Air Attack, Army Men Air Attack 2... Army Man Air Combat, <laughs> Sarge's Heroes, Sarge's Heroes Two, get all, all those army those Army Men games. You know, several of them were fun, and and I really like the concept. Yeah, a plastic toy, you know, being coming to life in a video game. <laughs> Absolutely amazing. As I'm looking at 3DO, you know, it was actually founded in 1991. By the by, the, the same guy who found uh, Electronic Arts. Well, that would be a dude by the name of Trip Hawkins. Huh, so it was founded on, in the partnership of apparently with seven other companies. Huh, it became a third-party video game developer. And of course, it went bankrupt in 2003 because of the poor sales of its games. Wow. Shame, 17 years ago, 3DO was gone. Look at all these games that were published, you know, man, all those Army Men games. You know, that's usually what, I, what, what comes to mind when I think of 3DO. It's, it's those Army Men games, but there's other games like, these other games I've never even really heard of. Never even played. Wow. Look, look at all these names, yeah. Never heard of them. But it's a shame, but, you know, despite that, I'm grateful that, you know, 3DO gave me a couple of games that I really did enjoy, but the main two... Is always going to be Battle Tanks 1 and Global Assault. I think it was Battle Tanks. I think that's what introduced me to the to the set to the video game setting of a post-apocalyptic world. 
specifically after a nuclear war, because that's the case in Battle Tanks. And believe it or not, despite the fact that it's been a long time since I've played the games, it's probably been five years, because I did have an N64 a couple years back. I had the original one that my parents got me before, you know, it, it got completely burned down and got destroyed, which I was able to sell for scrap for a good price. I do remember the game pretty well. I mean, I remember, you know, that game was known for its multiplayer, but for me, the campaign was really interesting because I felt like the campaign is what I truly needed to get my skills better to play multiplayer because mo playing multiplayer with my dad, with my brother, and friends, I wanted to be the best out there as far as handling a tank goes. And boy, did I take that into serious consideration, and boy, was I really the best because I was. I rarely lost. I was just that damn good. So anyway, remembering Battle Tanks the way I do, apparently in the year 2001 in the video game of the first, a virus is released. And it kills about 99.99% of females on the planet Earth. Huh. I guess the creator of this video game really put up a hell of an imagination and put up a hell of ideas and really thought the whole thing through in order to come up for the concept, the setting, the story, the gameplay, the style, everything for this game. Every aspect of this game took some very serious thinking, and I can really tell. Now, the genre of the game is, is, is obviously action. You know, you can't really say action slash adventure like in movies, but this game's definitely adventurous because you really go through around the United States. Right after a civilization's been destroyed, and you're in the beginning of the aftermath of a nuclear apocalypse that's destroyed the entire world. <laughs> so, and looking at the storyline, you know, it, it's just absolutely unique. And it, it, it's just, it really is, it's almost like a bedtime story, you know, and the whole thing can even be translated to a film. But, but reading the plot, you know. Of, of course, like I said, a virus has been released, and apparently all these countries are, you know, all these countries go to war, you know, like, it even mentions, like, if you watch the intro video, it mentions how the United States, you know, after the virus goes completely out of control, the fatality rates are astronomically high, the United States has no choice but to declare martial law. And because of this, because this virus apparently kills, of course, like I said, close to 100% of all the females around the, around the world... The few females females that survive, apparently, from the game is they're taken to fictional fictional quarantine zones. Of course, there's one in the United States, and it's Battle Tanks. We all remember that the the quarantine zone is in San Francisco, and that's the final level of the game. But, you know, all these quarantine zones around the world, I mean, women become extinct, and the whole, the whole world goes to shit. You know, a virus... Wipes out, you know, uh, you know, close to the entire, you know, popula popula population of uh, of women, and the world goes to shit. It goes, it engages in nuclear wars. Civilization's gone. I mean, yeah, the world is shit. But the few remaining females, they call them queen lords in the game, and you know, remember, you know, these gangs. You know, after the world's over, like these these male survivors, you know. They get together, they force these militias, gangs, you know, whatever you want to call them. And the few remaining females are called Queen Lords. I mean, because, you know, and I remember the game that once the whole thing, you know, after all the nukes were released, you know, 
the virus, the virus would go on to uh, like burn itself, and, and that wasn't a threat, but apparently, for, uh, and I was, as I was watching the introduction video, it said that for every thousand males, there's just one female. Of course, the, the entire human race is at the is on the brink of uh, total extinction, because it also shows like in the intro that there's a little clip that shows the pre-plague USA population was 260 million. Of course, those the, the and of course you know it comes to the fact that when the United States declares martial law, there's numerous civil wars in the United States as well as other countries around the world. A lot of people die. And then now you look at the post-apocalypse, uh, post-apocalypse population. There's like 50 million males and 50,000 females. <laughs> there you go. They really had it, you know, accurately with these stats. So of course it says the civilization came to end on the on the on the day May 6, 2001. The virus was gone, but the damage had been done. Civilization was gone. The world, of course, like I said, had gone to total shit. So, a badass by the name of Griffin Spade, like I said, you know, this is from the introduction video, and I remember it correctly, and I remember it the way I did as a kid. It shows him and his fiancée by the name of Madison. He proposes to her, but this is right before the whole thing starts. Like, this is right before the virus. I think it's around the time that this virus starts being released. So this is before the nuclear war, you know, the civil war, and the whole martial law came to be. Like, this is right before it. But then he vows not to let the... Then the U.S. government... And, uh, you know, troops, you know, the National Guard start taking these male the females in the U.S. They take them to that, like I said, that fictional quarantine zone in San Francisco. And they know Madison's one of them. But, you know, after Griffin is separated from his girlfriend, New York City is destroyed by a nuke. And that's where the, that's where the nuclear war starts. You know, it also shows that China attempted, attempted to invade Russia, you know, and, you know, the, the two governments, you know, all the bad blood, you know, they start throwing nukes at each other, and, you know, it's like I said, it, it was a a nuclear war around the world, I mean, yeah, the whole world turned against itself, is that the way to say, so anyway, once that over, it's, you know, Griffin Spade, that's really, what he, he really becomes the badass that he is, he takes a tank, and he sets forth across, on a journey across the United States to rescue his wife in San Francisco, now, the dude's in New York City, Okay, he takes a tank to travel from New York City to San Francisco to rescue his wife in a post-apocalyptic nuclear world. Okay, and the fact that there's you know there's survivors, but you know because humanity is gone, like these survivors are violent people. Like you know, like I said, you know, in, in the game they're referred to as gangs, as gangs. And if you remember the game correctly, like every level you fight a certain amount, you you fight like different gangs like everywhere. And I like what I like about this game. Like you go through, like literally go through the ruins of the United States. Like you start out in the ruins of New York City, and, and I just love the way, like how the whole thing comes to about. Like the levels are just so. I, I'm sorry. I'm I'm just so excited. I'm, I'm I'm really having a hard time talking, but I love how you start out the mission one. You start out in Ground Zero, okay. And I actually did watch the gameplay before I did all this because I felt like that that was all necessary. Start out in Ground Zero. And then you get the second level was a tunnel. I'm not sure which tunnel it was. If I were to guess, it might have been the Booth Tunnel. I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not sure exactly. Which I mean, the level is just called the tunnel. But I'm pretty. I know that it's obviously based off of real tunnel in New York City. But from some of the research I've done, it's the Queens Midtown Tunnel. Okay, which is named No Man's Land. 
of course, in the video game, it would be called No Man's Land because apparently no man has crossed it and survived. But anyway, okay, I'm glad. So it's obviously there. It's just, yeah, you start at Ground Zero, then you cross, you know, a tunnel in Queens, and then you get to Times Square, and then you get to the Stranglehold Bridge. But then I remember that bonus mission. See, this, okay, of, of course, the Stranglehold Bridge is obviously based out of, based off the George Washington Bridge, which, you know, the only way out of New York City. But of course, it's guarded with mines. Yeah, see, reading all these notes, I mean, I, I'm so grateful that, you know, the, out there, there's all these notes, all these game strategies and everything. It just, it just reminds you of everything, and I'm so thankful to have these kinds of sources because it really, it really allows me to tell everything. It really does, and I am absolutely grateful, ladies and gentlemen. I can't tell you that. Without just being honest, because you want to talk about a video game, you got the whole nine yards, give all the bells and whistles, and that's what I'm all about. So, of course, you know, I, I like how, you know, they make it, of course, you, you got to cross the George Washington Bridge, as it's the only way out of New York City in the video game, although I'm sure in real life there's numerous other ways. So, any, any New Yorkers who listen... uh if you want to go in and, and, and you know contact me on Facebook and you know and, and confirm that, of course, there's numerous ways to get out of New York City. But in this game, obviously, I like how they made it to the point where the George Washington Bridge is the only way out, and not surprisingly, it's riddled with mines, machine guns, you know, tanks, you know, from like other from enemies and whatnot. The bottom line is, of course, they didn't make they didn't make it easy to, they didn't make it easy to get out of. But and I, and, and you know, I should point out in this game, there's chapters like. I, I like that. <laughs> Sorry. A total of four chapters. And chapter one's obviously New York. So once you finish mission four, you get off the George Washington Bridge, which is a fun mission, but it, it is pretty difficult. Keep in mind, I, when I was a kid, I played it on easy. But then when I figured, you know, this is too easy, I want to restart the game, I want to play on hard mode because I wanted to practice. I mean, man, it was tough. I can't tell you how many times I died. <laughs> how many times how frustrating it was. You know, and then my dad would tell me that he was better than me, so I would challenge him. Okay, you beat this level on this difficulty, then. And my dad couldn't do it. But, but after finishing that mission, you know, when he officially finished chapter one, and there's that bonus mission. You know, you just see how long you can last. You destroy as many tanks as possible. Basically, it, it starts out. He's been thinking it gets hard. You start getting outnumbered quickly, and you really go to shit. But now we get to chapter two of the first battle tanks. Now Griffin's out of New York. Now he's really getting somewhere. Chapter two called the Queen Lord. Of course, the setting is in Chicago. Hmm. Okay, and I believe in, in this one, yeah, you fight. Okay, yeah, you fight. A, you fight a, an enemy game known as the Psycho Brigade. I would imagine. So I would ask myself: Is is this a gang? Is this a gang of escaped convicts? I mean, I would imagine so. Escaped convicts from prisons. From lunatic asylums, I mean, you see, I remember like you, you look at all these pictures right here, like of them. Yeah, they they look they look creepy. Yeah, yeah, they're definitely insane. They they have to be escaped convicts from prisons and lunatic asylums. <laughs> but keep in mind, like in the game, you know, when, when when you survive the ruins of New York City, you go through the countryside of the United States. You go through Chicago, Las Vegas, Area Fifty One, San Francisco. And of course, and the levels too. Okay, it's actually confirming. Okay, so yeah, you start at you. Of course, in New York City, you're in Queens. You're in the, the the Queens Midtown Tunnel, Times Square, and then when you get to Chicago, it takes you through a Lakeshore Drive, State Street. When you're in Las Vegas, you know the world famous Fremont Street. And then of course, when you get to San Francisco, you're on the Golden Gate Bridge, Fisherman's Wharf, 
And then the final mission, which is, of course, the fictional quarantine zone. Yeah. I mean, that's the way to finish. That's the way to finish, right? You're, you're rescuing Madison. Griffin is, re- is rescuing his wife. So it, it makes sense for the final mission to be in that fictional quarantine zone. Makes perfect sense. Maybe, but chapter two was it was fun. And I think in the Heartland. I'm not sure exactly. Uh, I'm not sure exactly how it started. I would imagine you, you were. It had to be in the countryside, but. But anyway, but you know the first one you you rescue one Queen Lord. I'm guessing like if if these dudes are the, are the psychos, then you know I'm, I'm sure the Queen Lord you no know, fears them, so you have to rescue them, and she becomes part of your. Part of your army or whatever, because remember, because uh, on the way, Griffin recruits many soldiers who become his his army, and then we learn about that in Battle Tanks Two because Battle Tanks Two is a completely, it's, it's a it's a total more intense story. Like things really get better. Okay, Battle Battle Tanks Global Assault. You know, when I rented that game, boy was I blown away. But anyway, I'll get to, we'll get to that soon. But mission number six, Lake Shore Drive. Of course, you're right now you're in Chicago. Okay, oh yeah, so that that's where you officially enter Chicago. So before that, you were in the I guess you were in the Illinois countryside or or the countryside of the Midwest because you know I've never been out there, but I would guess the the mission before this one, Lakeshore Drive. And let me go back and take a look at the heartland. So I'm guessing it's the heartland of America. So you're obviously in the countryside. You're in the you're in the Midwest. <laughs> if I were to take a wild guess, yeah, you're definitely in the Midwest. But now I'm looking at of course Lakeshore Drive, and of course you know like I said, now you're in. Really in Chicago, and this is the the Psycho Brigade really have total control of Chicago. So, in this mission, you know you, you got to defend the Queen Lord that you just rescued, and you have to rescue another Queen Lord, and of course at the same time, you, you got to fight out all the enemy tanks. <laughs> you know, I always felt like it was pretty cool to see, you know, to be in major cities in a, in a post nuclear apocalypse. Of course, as a kid, I didn't really understand the concept, but, you know, being an adult now, you know, looking at it, it's... Yeah. But then, when mission number seven, State Street, now you have to rescue two Queen Lords. You know, chapter two was t- was brutal. I mean, I thought that mission number four, you know, on the George Washington Bridge was something, but chapter two, every mission was pretty challenging. But then again, I liked it. State Street in Chicago. So basically, after this, Griffin has, you know, control of a certain part of Chicago. But the problem is, now the, psych- the Psycho Brigade forces, you know, now they've joined forces with another with another gang, a biker gang called the Skull Riders. So, but the two gangs were originally enemies, but they've temporarily allied because they want to stop uh, Griffin's army, but it ultimately fails because, like I said, Griffin is a badass and... You, you really, he's not going to die for anything. He's going to get his wife back. He's going to do it. He's going to beat anybody that stands in his freaking way. Then rescuing those two queen lords, I mean, it was certainly a fun challenge, but it was pretty brutal. And I, you know, in this game, how there's these weapons you can pick up, like these mods or whatever you want to call them. Like you can pick up these missiles, these la- like this laser. I always thought that to be pretty badass, Okay. I'm not sure exactly what the specific term I'm at, I'm talking about, but I know that a lot of you who play the game know exactly what I'm saying. So you know, you go through things, you pick up health, you know, restore your, your, your excuse me, you replenish your ammo. You can even pick up these little mini nukes and destroy all the enemy tanks at once. You know, when you pick up those missiles, like when we find those queens, 
it, that huge tank that would always guard the fortress. I mean, I would always use the missiles to destroy those tanks because they were tough. They were tough. But anyway, after finally getting through Mission 7, after numerous tries, not as much as the uh, George Washington mission, I'll be honest. Of course, there's one other bonus mission, but I, I, could, I, didn't, I wasn't really too committed to that. I mean, of course, I would see how long I can last, but the first couple of rounds are not so bad, but then shit just gets real. Chapter 3, Conquest. Now you're in Nevada. Mission number one, Armageddon Highway. <laughs> the mission is to cross the highway. So this is much like crossing the bridge, like the George Washington Bridge. <laughs> Except this time it's much harder. Now you're, 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 I'm guessing you're in the Nevada desert, the Mojave Desert, or whichever desert it is. I'm guessing it's the Mojave Desert. But now you really, I mean, now you you, you got to fight three gangs at once. Huh. And one of them is called the Nuclear Knights. Oh, the Nuclear nuclear Knights, they were the the worst to deal with right there. And, that, and that's no exaggeration, but boy, was it fun. See, because now you're, you're deeper in the dangers because now that you're going west, I'm guessing, you know, I'm, it seems like in this game, like the, fur, the further west you go, the more enemies you encounter, the more dangerous it is. And, and the harder, the bigger the challenge is, especially in the game. So, But of course, you know, that, that, that's what you want. You don't want anything easy. You want to be challenged. So especially because, you know, concept of the game really motivates you to do that. After Armageddon Highway, you get to <laughs> Area 51. Okay. Yeah, the, these two missions, Area 51, rescue three Queen Lords. I mean, Griffin Spade really is making a name for himself. Of course, Area 51, guarded by the by the three main gangs. Wonder, you know, I wonder, like, was Area 51 still operational during the apocalypse thing? But I'm guessing this thing, it might still be, but it's under control of gangs. Hmm. But I'll be I'll be honest, New York. If I remember correctly, most of the buildings in Chicago and whatnot they weren't as they weren't as completely destroyed as in New York City. I don't. I, I guess New York City is the only city in the U.S. from the game that. That certainly had got the uh, that got the nuke. I mean, I'm not sure about the other ones. Keep in mind, it's been so long, but I know that all the other buildings are destroyed or damaged. But but I remember all these other cars and things you can destroy in the, in those levels. So I'm guessing those parts of the parts of the country were relatively unarmed until the gangs took it over and whatnot. But still, I mean, civilization civilization's gone, so there's probably nothing functioning out there. Mission Area Fifty One to rescue three Queen Queen Lords, and I remember like there was a hangar in that game that had a UFO. If you destroyed the UFO, something weird would happen. But but now we get to Fremont Street. Now you're in Vegas, so of course you go from Area Fifty One, you go to Las Vegas, of course on the world famous Fremont Street. <laughs> I mean, Griffin Spade is conquering the United States, eliminating all the rival gangs, pushing them back. You know, I'm, and I'm guessing some of those gangs, you know, defect. I mean, I wonder if some of them probably defected to Griffin. They surrender to him. They become part of his army. Or maybe they just retreat. I don't know. Or maybe they're all wiped out. I mean, I, I just thought that Griffin Spade eliminated everybody effectively and is really kind of uh, basically taking control of the country for, uh, on his own. But at the end, you know, he becomes, you know, the the lord of uh, San Francisco. But, yeah. Now that we're in Vegas... <laughs> That's funny. I remember in the game in Vegas, like all the all the Vegas lights are still on. <laughs> I always found that to be pretty. I, I find that to be pretty funny, but but you're still dealing with the, with the main gangs. But 
and now you gotta rescue three queen lords again, and you know, and this is where you effectively end the gangs, and and you're getting closer and closer and closer. And of course, uh, again after that mission, mission number ten, Fremont Street, a third bonus mission. As usual, I was pretty annoyed, but I was like, eh, what the heck? It can't hurt to further improve, right? But let me go on a little bit, a little bit of a deeper talk about Chapter Three Conquest, because now you're in Nevada. I love how you start out on a mission, you're on Armageddon Highway. I mean, you're obviously, you're probably on a highway from, from the Midwest to Las Vegas. I'm kind of really wondering exactly which. I mean, this got, it's got to be a famous highway. But anyway, I mean. Yeah, I just like how they call it Armageddon Highway, but <laughs> kind of t it's taking a look. But you know, <laughs> I'm guessing you know to get to Chicago, if you, if you went through Las Vegas, you know Griffin really had to go through St. Louis, Missouri, Tulsa, Oklahoma, Oklahoma City, Amarillo, Albuquerque. <laughs> yeah, because I'm looking at a map because I'm trying to figure out. I mean, there's got to be a famous high, uh, unknown highway that takes you there, but he's just going through the ruins of the United States, so it really doesn't matter. So, of course, yeah. You know, if, if they had made the, the game longer, like, you know, if they had done something like, you know, you're in Texas, and then you go through Arizona, but then you go through, like, you're in the desert, so, yeah. Imagine if they did a level, you know, in the Grand Canyon. That would that would have been pretty cool. But I'm looking at a map, yeah, from New York City, yeah. <laughs> Look at that. Goes through the Midwest, through Chicago, everywhere, wow. <laughs> very, very impressive. <laughs> Traveling through the country on a tank. Building an army on the way, defeating numerous gangs, taking control. I mean, Griffin Spade, at this point, he's more than a badass, right? He's probably God. Well, I guess in this game you can say he's God's chosen one to save what's little left of humanity, right? Because you know what the game starts? Humanity is literally on the verge of total extinction. So I should say, Griffin Spade is humanity's only hope. And he knows it. But man, starting off on the Armageddon Highway, <laughs> and the objective is to simply cross the highway, but it's not that simple, of course not, especially on the difficulty that I was playing, battling tanks, battling everything, you know, not having much lives, you know, having a hard time finding health, you know, finding the stronger ammo, <laughs> but hey, it was fun. Start off in the highway desert, and then get to Area 51, then get through Las Vegas, now you're at Chapter 4, Kingdom Come. Now you're in San Francisco. Mission number 11, the first mission of Chapter 4, the Crimson Gate. Same objective as mission number 8, cross the highway, but this time you cross the bridge. Now you're obviously on the Golden Gate Bridge. Well, if you thought it was before, like, you know, crossing the George Washington Bridge, now that you're in San Francisco, it's probably worse than ever. Absolutely worse than ever. So now you're finding a gang also known as the, the Dark Angels. Huh. Apparently, you know, from what I read, they consider themselves the children of God with permission to reshape the world in His name. Their mission is to rid what's left of the world of all sinners. And <laughs> So I guess in their view, Griffith Spade's certainly a sinner, right? Huh. But wow. And of course, the bridge is the only way in or out of the city. Well... I'm guessing the other bridge, like the Richmond Bridge or the bridge, you know, to that, that takes you to San Francisco for, to Oakland. I'm guessing they're both destroyed. 
Beginning through the bridge wasn't so bad, but then now you're at Fisherman's, Fisherman's Wharf and you have to rescue three Queen's Lords. Queen Lords, excuse me. Now at this point, man, and the Skull Riders are, are, are back, and now you're at the Aftershock, so. Stuff really, you know, it seems like things got get, will get harder and harder, but this mission really was honestly pretty simple. I'm not sure why. At the end, it seemed like this mission would be simple, the wharf, but, you know, rescuing the three queens wasn't so bad, destroying all the tanks and everything. But, and of course, right before the final mission, the quarantine zone, where you, the, the objective is to rescue Madison, there's another bonus mission, but I don't give a damn about that. <laughs> so now you're in the quarantine zone. It's where the government quarantined the females during the years of the plague when that virus, of, you know, first came out. You know, obviously, it's an island fortress, and it's obviously guarded again by the Dark Angels. So, an island fortress. I would imagine, is it on Alcatraz then? I mean, Alcatraz Island, you know, you know and it's actually part in the, in the mission The Wharf. There's a part of the game, like, there's a section, if you get close to the water, Alcatraz actually pops up. I always thought that, I always thought that to be pretty cool. But I have to imagine the quarantine zone's got to be Alcatraz Island, because it's an island, an island fortress. So it's got to be Alcatraz. But of course, you know, you defeat the gangs, destroy all the tanks, you rescue Madison, boom, the game is over. And of course, obviously, you don't know what's next. So my official thoughts on the game overall. Certainly a very good game. And to be honest, this game was not a suggestion from a friend. Believe it or not, this game was a suggestion to me from my dad. Because my dad took a look at it, and he, and he goes to the salesman, and he asks him, what kind of game is this? And the salesman tells him, oh, it's a tank game. You know, he, my, he tells everything to my dad, and he tells my dad, your son would love this game. And so my dad took the chance, obviously, because he was a... Um, I don't know if he was at a GameStop. If I were to guess, he, he must have been to a Funko Land at the time. And there was a game, game, video game store at the time called Funko Land. Or he might have been at GameStop. I don't know. But anyway, it was a gift. So, and I, I'm thankful that my dad, you know, took care of me. Got me a gift. But but it wasn't just the, the campaign, you know. The multiplayer mode was just, you know, up to four players at once. There was, you know, Battle Lord. You know, to capture your opponent's Queen's Lords. Deathmatch, family mode, tank wars. Wow. For me, deathmatch was my thing. The first to seven kills win. Hmm. <laughs> I'll be honest, sometimes I didn't manage to go through without dying once, but you know, sometimes, you know, it was close. Winning seven to six. I've you know, I've edged out opponents, I've destroyed opponents. I've done just about it all. I was just that kind of player. But the bottom line is I was that damn good. I did play Battle Lord every now and then, but Battle Lord was really not my kind of thing. I was more like a free for all guy. I was more like you know the survival of the fittest, you know only the tough survive. So, so Death Batch was my thing. If there was, a, of course, like every game, there's pros and cons. But in my case, as far as a con goes in this game, is I feel like the game should have been longer. Because keep in mind, you're going through New, you're going through New York City to San Francisco. Okay, you're crossing the United States. So if you go through Chicago, you know, why not have a level in Philadelphia? Or why not have a level in, and then have a level in Detroit? And then you have Chicago. 
and then you go, you know, go through Texas, or you know, and then go through the Grand Canyon and whatnot. Well, maybe we'll say like what exactly, you know, as far as famous landmarks, uh, what would they have, you know, in, in 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 Amarillo or whatnot? But maybe that was the case. But still, I I think more levels should have been necess is necessary for the game. It certainly would have made the more game more interesting. But overall, I have to say the game is pretty impressive. And, you know, of course, you know, the game features destructible environments, you know, interactive environments. <laughs> I mean, like I said, the world the world has gone to shit. Nuclear apocalypse. Civilization is destroyed. The human race is, is on the verge of total extinction. But, last thing I say, Battle Tanks number one was something. Now, Battle Tanks Global Assault... Now, now stuff really, really, shit just got real. So, of course, <laughs> it's the same thing. The post-apocalyptic scenario. A sequel on the N64, okay? Of course, it was also on the, on the original PlayStation. This one, I believe, came out in... That's, I, I want to guess the game came out somewhere in late 1999. Okay, now the original Battle Tanks that one had to come out around 1998, somewhere around late 19. I would I would have said somewhere maybe around the fall and winter of 1998. But yeah, and, but anyway, you know, I I got you know I got I got the game in 99. So the game was already out. It was already intensely popular. And uh, from what I understand, it was sold out briefly, but. But we were, able, you know, my dad was able to get without any problem, and I guess the rest is just history. <laughs> but man, Battle Tanks Global Assault was God. It, it it was it was it was just it was even better than the first, a whole lot better. Because you know what, what's amazing in this game is that you're not only in the United States, but now you go to Europe. Imagine that traveling to Europe in a in a freaking apocalyptic world. Where civilization has been destroyed, you know, because of a nuclear war. Hmm. The playable maps, you know, increased, you know, everything. I mean, this game, you know, the length of this game was a little bit longer than the first. And, you know, this game too could have been longer. But I feel like this game was actually done perfectly right. So anyway... As I'm looking, at, as I remember the plot, like the plot, basically, it, it starts in uh, Jan on January thirteenth, two thousand six. You know, five days before my thirteenth birthday. It's five years after the you know the virus came out and everything, and apparently there's an evil queen lord by the name of Cassandra, who is spying on the army of Griffin Spade, not only on his army, but also on sp on Griffin's family. Now keep in mind, at, at that time, Griffin has a son. Okay. And the Queen wants, and uh, Griffin is um, not only, you know, like that, but, you know, he controls San Francisco. His wife, Madison, she's the Queen Lord for San Francisco. And and Griffin, you know, controls San Francisco. He he has an army and everything. I mean, he, he's the badass that, you know, I said he was. But, but shit's about to go, shit's really about to go down this time. Thought things were bad already. I mean, now it's different. I mean, this game really had this game had eighteen separate missions, and there was one secret mission as well. 
and of course there's the routine you know objectives you know specific you know rescuing people destroying enemies crossing bridges everything successfully I mean, it was the same concept okay but what I like is you know you didn't have lives in this game I mean those are way you can actually spend tank bucks to actually add yourself more tanks and for every 10,000 points you score, I guess uh, you would get these sword bucks. I mean, I don't remember exactly, but, but you know, th th those unlockables in this game, I mean, that, that's what I remember. And what I, sh what I also know, those actually called a, something called cooperative mode. And that was a mode where you could play the campaign along with a friend, you know, but only on two-player. Huh. So you can tag team with your friend in this game, so I thought that was pretty cool, but I always prefer to go on my own. I was like, I got this. So, I'm just like, you know, remember, like, the intro level in this one was just, you know, was amazing. Oh, you know, Griffin is actually the one speaking. And he says that, you know, this is five years, of course, after that virus, you know, brought on the apocalypse. It tells you how Griffin was successful in, you know, rescuing his wife, you know, you know, fighting through all these gangs across the, you know, the ruined United States. The two now rule the city of San Francisco, of course, and... Of course, obviously, you know, their goal is to try to rebuild civilization among the ruins. Like, try to get humanity back. Try to rebuild the society. Try, try to give, like, the world, bring back the world what it was before. Although, that's, of course, impossible. <sighs> so, but now we get to the campaign mode. And, of course, like I said, you know, the, pro, the prologue, you know, explained everything. So, the prologue, and then after that, you know... We learn about an, an evil queen lord by the name, the name of Cassandra, who you know of, of, of launches you know an assault on San Francisco, and then at first, of course, uh, Griffin and his army are able to push the invade push her army back, but Cassandra apparently is able to all of a sudden turn Griffin's army against him by mind controlling his own people. So that pushes Gr Griffin and his wife out of San Francisco, but Cassandra kidnaps their son. And and you know and escapes, which uh, which you know results in uh, I mean, this is the main plot kind of in a nutshell. Of course, Griffin has to chase her across Europe and then uh, excuse me across the United States and eventually you know into Europe. Okay, and right before you go to Europe, you know you catch up to Cassandra in the ruins of Washington D.C., but then she escapes and then she goes to Europe. I believe she goes to, she goes to the United Kingdom. But also, you know, while you're in Europe, you know, when you're in Europe, you know, what's cool is in this game, you know, you, 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 there's levels, you know, in England, France, and Germany. And in one of the missions when you're in France, it's where you discover that Cassandra was actually the person who released the virus in 2001. I mean, how interesting is that? The main antagonist of this game is the one responsible for this whole thing. Makes perfect sense. But of course, but believe it or not, the game does not end in Europe. The game ends back in the United States, and almost probably in a similar fashion to the first game, the final level, you're on Alcatraz Island, you find Cassandra. You defeat her, and things apparently go back. You know, Griffin, you know, starts to move on with his life, but uh, there was something magical, because at the end of the game, it seemed as though there was a little cutscene that suggested there would be a third game. But because... Uh, like I said, 3DO went bankrupt and went out of business. It never happened. I mean, it's, it, from these notes, 3DO went bankrupt before another sequel could be released. 
So that means it was certainly it was certainly in the books. Like they certainly had plans to do it, but they just could not do it because of the, you know the bankruptcy, which which is total. It, it's really a shame if you think about it because you know I love Battletanks Global Assault and I certainly would have loved to have a third game to keep the story going. You know, honestly, I would imagine what year it would have been in, in Battletanks Three, and I'm sure, and I, and I really wonder what, what 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 exactly it would be called. I would imagine in Battle in Battletanks. Three. If I were to take a wild guess, I would say you don't play as Griffin anymore. You play as the son Brandon now. Brandon's now the leader of the of the army. <laughs> that certainly would would have been great, you know. So I mean, if, he, if he's five years old in the second game, I would have said that the second game has to be, you know, maybe twenty years later. I don't know. But mission one, of course, in San Francisco, it's San, the ruins of San Francisco Airport. That's where, you know, Cassandra launches her attack. And, of course, you know, you got to start fighting back the invasion. And then, and then of course, um, after, you, after you finish the first mission, that, that's, where, that's where your army turns on you. And then you got to escape San Francisco. And, and I remember in, in, that, in that level, you know, you fight, you know, not only do you fight tanks, but they, you know, there's, there's ships, there's submarines, it's everything. I mean, they, they really added some new stuff in this game. Like, you know, instead of simply fighting tanks, you know, you, you fight everything else. Like, you know... Like I said, submarines, uh, ships, everything. So you escape San Francisco, and of course, you know, you set out for wa- you set out for Washington D.C. But you know what I should mention also, you know, before I get to that, you know, the maps of this game, you know, of course, like, like much like the first one, they're based on known landmarks and location in the USA and Europe. I mean, there's a mission that's you know on Route 66. Of course, there's also the White House, the British Houses of Parliament, the Eiffel Tower, just to name a few. Of course, there, there was there's Alcatraz Island, but you know, but just but just like the, there was creativity in the first one in the first game, there was much much more creativity in, in this one in the second game as well. I mean, they really doubled the effort to make the second game, and I'm sure they would have tripled the effort to make it in the third game. But like I said, unfortunately, it did not happen. But. But in mission three, and I remember the prologues. You know, I watched. I had to watch the gameplay of this one. That apparently, you know, you know, Griffin learns that you know Cassandra. You know, she rules like she literally rules the world because she has bases, not in the U.S. but even in Europe, and so. So anyway, so so after you know truck stop, you know, I, I'm guessing you. I, I'm not sure exactly what the location is, but but then you find out that. There's a fortress in Texas where you know where Cassandra is trading some of her uh, some of her men. So you go to Texas and you you raid a camp that's guarded by the Skull Riders gang. That the Skull Riders are back, and of course you know you destroy the base, destroy everything. I mean you you're kind of taking the advantage. You're kind of, you're kind of crippling her Cassandra's army. So. But then after that you know go from Texas. Then there's another mission called Drive In. But I'm not really exactly sure where this one takes place. I mean, obviously you're in D.C., so I'm guessing you know this has got to be the White House. I I I couldn't really tell you know looking at the gameplay, but but then after that you know there's the mission at D.C. Mall. Okay, actually no 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 mission seven is the White House. So I'm guessing driving is just you know you on the way to Washington D.C. Or, or basically that that's that's where you learn like. After you beat that mission in Texas, you find these secret papers, and it tells you that that Cassandra's main uh, main American headquarters is in the nation's capital. So, 
But anyway, so you make your way to DC. There's that fight in the, in the mall. And then there's the, and then there's the, the 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 fight in the White House, and you know, that that's where you have Cassandra cornered, and then she escapes in a helicopter, and then she's then she's on her way to Europe, and of course Griffin and his wife Madison, you know, have to chase chase after her. I'm gonna try to make this as quickly as possible. So of course you arrive in Europe, you know, the first mission in Europe is the the British Houses of Parliament, you know, you form a new army. Apparently this one, you know. You, you you actually re- rescue you you rescue a gang who was imprisoned by another, and of course you know you make yourself some allies. And then you of course you get to the Tower Bridge, and then eventually you get to the Tower of London, where where you, where you uh, fight the Crimson Lord, which is the enemy gang in London. Before you make yourself to make make yourself to make your way to Paris, France. Where where actually the first mission in in uh, Paris is where you res- you rescue some scientists. Okay. And then eventually, <laughs> and I like how mission number twelve is is like your your objective is to destroy at least fifty tanks of the town. You're supposed to actually you know just destroy every every single tank. And there's actually a secret army. Yeah, you destroy that secret army. So, like I said, Griffin's just doing what he's supposed to do. You know, crippling the enemy's uh, the enemy's army. You know, to gain the advantage. I mean, that's the whole thing with battle tanks. But so far, I mean, all these missions, you know, it's really quite an adventure. I mean, it's 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 a hell of a challenge too, and and you know, and, and I don't mean, and I, I don't mean to just go like you know, I'm just going through every mission, you know, reading all, off all these notes, but but the objectives, I mean, the story gets more and more intense. Like like you learn about a gang that you have to rescue in London, you know, go through the ruins of London, and then you you go to Paris to rescue these scientists, and of course, in Paris is where you is where you learn, you know, that Cassandra is responsible for all this. And and I remember the the mission the Eiffel Tower is you, you destroy a uh, you destroy the Eiffel Tower because the, the Eiffel Tower is now laser equipped and it's actually a uh, it's got a generator that that allows the enemy to bro- to have radio broadcasts so so just dis- destroying that is you know really like that but but that's where you learn that that she's behind all this like she released the virus huh. all because of a, all because of a power called Edge. If you remember correctly, that's the first thing to know about battle tanks too. This power that Cassandra really longs for is called Edge, and apparently this virus eliminated any woman who didn't have this so-called Edge. And apparently she kidnaps Brandon because she needs him. I mean, I, I never really understood that part, but but anyway, I mean, apparently she needs Brandon for the for the next step of her plan or whatever. But but going through, you know, France, you know, you even go to then you go to Germany. Of course, and you, you rescue, you know, a bunch of scientists. You know, you even go to the Brandenburg Gate, eventually go to the uh, Berlin War Zone, and then you escape from Berlin, and... You know, it, it's the same thing. Basically, you know, it, it, it's... I mean, like I said, it, it's the same thing, and then eventually you rescue all these people, and then, you know, you escape Berlin, and... Of course, you take all the scientists with you, but... But of course, you know, those are actually a secret mission. Because hmm. when, you, when you head back to San Francisco, you know, San Francisco is under control of a, of, of a different gang, and you got to take that back. And then once you, t- once you take it back, the, now, now you're in the finale, so. <laughs> but what's interesting is that, you know, in this, in this, this final mission takes place on Alcatraz Island. So. So, so once that's over. Well, actually, before. Okay. 
I take that back. Mission 17 is sold on San Francisco yet. So that's where you take San Francisco back. You get Brandon back, and Brandon's no longer brainwashed by uh, Cassandra. You know, Madison and Griffin are able to take him back, and and what? And you know, it's kind of like that. You know, Madison kind of loses her control and everything, and but then you learn that she has a base on Alcatraz, and and you know, she's close. You know, finally putting forth you know, her final move of her plan. So that's where you're really at the point where you can't let her win. So, you get to Alcatraz. I, all you do is basically you destroy all the tanks, destroy whatever, and and she's defeated. I mean, the game never really made it, you know, a great purpose in the, the objectives. It was just a simple thing to do, like rescue, destroy, fight, basically. I mean, that's the concept. You're fighting and you're with a tank, so that's it. But, you know, but I remember in the final epilogue, okay, and you see Cassandra's dead body, and then a mysterious figure pops up and says something, and apparently he's he's resurrecting her. And I remember the final thing, like like a credit on the screen said, and I quote, "The world is safe for now." That automatically gives you the message that a third sequel is coming. But unfortunately, like I said, it did not happen because 3DO went out of business before the third sequel could come out it's really a damn shame it really is now that I'm going I've gone through this campaign I'm going to give you my honest thoughts about about Battle Tanks 2 even though I've kind of done that already but Battle Tanks 2 was was absolutely brilliant it's just amazing how you know an evil queen lord you know who's responsible for all this like all this was all, all this was part of a plan you fight, not only do you fight back, you know, through the country, but you eventually make your way overseas through the Atlantic, go to Europe, go to England, France, and Germany. Again, once again, go through these famous uh, landmark, you know, landmarks. <laughs> you know, and go to go to the White House, the British Houses of Parliament, the, the Tower of London, the Champs Elysees, the Eiffel Tower, the Brandenburg Gate. I mean. I like that. How all these real things are there. Of course, Alcatraz Island. <laughs> you know, going on Route sixty six. You know, seeing these diners and diners, gas stations, and everything. I was like, well, that that's so stereotypical. But the one thing that really blew me away is that one year, in one of the missions in Paris, you learn that the antagonist is responsible for the release of the virus that killed every female on the Earth, <laughs> or killed every female on the Earth who did not have the power of the edge. So it seems like this one said only who have who he who have the edge. Uh, out of women deserve to live, right? <laughs> I mean, I don't know what's, what what kind of sick and twisted uh, plan this Cassandra had, but obviously she wanted to take over the world for herself and rule it in her favor, but... But Griffin and Madison Spade said otherwise, right? And I'm going to be honest, the fact that the whole thing ends on Alcatraz Island, I thought that was pretty cool, but... The sad part was, is the final epilogues basically spilled the beans as far as the third sequel coming out, but it's just unfortunate that the third sequel can, can never come out. You know, if it had come out, and then shortly after, you know, you know, maybe the third sequel could have at least bought 3DO, 3DO Company some time, but, but but I guess all the damage had been done. I mean, keep in mind, their games were not selling well. You know, some people might argue that Battle Tanks 1 and Global Assault were probably their best games sold. I mean, that's probably true. I mean, the N64 version of this game, you know, 
got many positive reviews. I never, I never actually played it on, on the on the original PlayStation, so I don't, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure the controls are a bit different, but the game is obviously the same. But, but, but Battle Tanks Global Assault is arguably it's got to be in the in the top uh, the top twenty five of N sixty four games overall. I mean, Battle Tanks one has to be there too. Unfortunately, that it's not top ten material as far as N sixty four goes. But, but I guarantee you, a lot of people who love the N sixty four who played it all the time. I, I would have to say at least 80% of those people had to have played the Battle Tank games. I mean, they're fun. They're unique. <laughs> I mean, you don't see good tank games like this. I mean, I don't remember honestly seeing a good tank game quite like this. I mean, there's these ones on the on the computer and whatnot, but <laughs> as far as as far as the tank uh, tank video game goes, Battle Tanks is going to be the only one out there that, in the words of Wiley Singleton, aka the Vemister, is god tier. Battle Tanks one and two are both god tier. And that's really all I, I all I can say about it, but but you know I, I'm just deeply I, I can't say I'm disappointed. I don't think that's fair, but I'm just deeply saddened that a third sequel could never come because 3D went again went bankrupt before another sequel could be released. Although I I do wonder, was the game like being made when they went bankrupt? That that that's certainly something I I would love to know, but. But the whole concept of this game, you know, chasing <laughs> chasing somebody through the through the ruins of the United States, you know, chasing her through the uh, over you know through the Atlantic, you know, throughout Europe. I mean, that is totally cool. I mean, in, in a freaking in a nuclear apocalypse world, chasing somebody through a, you know through a continent, you know, through a country, then you know, eventually through several countries, you know, in Europe, absolutely unbelievable. So anyway, you know. <laughs> You know all this nostalgia. You know, once again, you know the hair is standing up on the on the back of my neck. You know, you know, I really, I really went through. You know, you know, more happy childhood moments as far as gaming goes. But I just, I, I really wish that Battle Tanks there could have been a third one. I really do, but but now we'll never know. And sometimes, you know, and lately I've been thinking if it came out, if it came out on the PlayStation. I wonder if there's ever been talk about making a a remastered version. It's probably not gonna happen because, like I said, because three D O company is gone. Maybe it can't happen unless somehow the rights of the game could be bought or something could, or some sort of magic could be pulled. But I I don't see it happening. But I mean, really, personally, I don't think I'll ever have a chance. I'll ever have a chance to play Battle Tanks ever again. And you know. And, and talk about the whole game itself, you know. The art cover, the N64 art cover of Battletanks Global Assault is absolutely badass. I mean, that tank in the cover, amazing. But, you know, the one on the original, uh, but the one on the original, you know, the, the N64 cover art, you know, you, you see Griffin on his tank, and, you know, the ruins of New York City, and there's that little nuclear cloud in the background. I mean, that's pretty cool. <laughs> of course, you know, sometimes I always think the cover art of a game is actually extremely important, so... They really did a good job. But the featuring of destructible environments, you know, the whole concept of the game, everything. Everything about the game was pretty cool. But, you know, as far as the first game goes, the only the only bad thing about it in my opinion is just the game was not long the game's length was not short, was not long enough. And Belt and Battle Tanks Global Assault was 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 long enough for me. It was it was just right, so that's what I'm going to leave it to. Ladies and gentlemen, Rage Quit is available on Spotify, 
Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. Thank you very, very much for joining me, and I will see you next time. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.